Welcome to the Can't Stop the Growth podcast, the home service podcast dedicated to personal and leadership development. I'm your host, Chad Peterman, and if you're ready to grow as a leader, you've come to the right place. Let's jump in. This morning, I want to talk about something that we've talked about numerous times before, um, but I think that you can never emphasize it enough. And that particular thing, as it relates to leadership, is influence. And so today, I'm going to go over what I'm going to call the seven ways to scale your influence. So we toss around um, the word growth around here quite often. And uh, in my mind, we've, we've figured out how to do that pretty darn well. And while we're not perfect, never will be, we have a lot of things that we can lean on. And so the reason that I use the word scale instead of seven ways to grow your influence is because when we look at scale, what's the difference between scaling and growth? And to me, The difference between scaling and growth is that scaling really emphasizes those foundational principles that you're going to build off of and hopefully put in place so that if you use those things, no matter what you encounter, you can continue to grow. Whether that's yourself, whether that's a department, whether that's a company. As we go through these seven things, think about how foundational these are. And if you can embody these seven things as a leader of people, more importantly yourself, what impact that could have on your life and and those around you. So the first one that we'll dive into, and I think this is probably the most foundational of all the things that we'll talk about today. And number one is A leader gains influence by acting with integrity. And so more than likely, you've heard the word integrity and things that may come in and out of situations where people talk about the importance of integrity. A quote I wanted to share was from Ralph Waldo Emerson. If we live truly, we shall truly live. Now when we think about integrity, the way that I always boil it down to is do what you say. So when we think about integrity, how do we create those foundational principles or values or modes of operation by which we as individuals operate? When you think about a person of integrity, what do you think about? I personally think about a person who there is no, there's no sway in what they say they're about and what their actions exhibit. They are true to who they are. Obviously I quote John Maxwell quite a bit in these talks. And one thing that he always says is it is always easy to do right when you know ahead of time what you stand for. And think about that from a leadership perspective. Acting with integrity. Some of us may be able to point to a leader that, you know, 
may have acted, said one thing, did another, and we were kind of like, what's going on here? And ultimately what that does, when we act differently than what we say we're intending to do, is we lose trust. And trust is critical for any leader, for any relationship for that matter. Most relationships, all relationships, are based on trust. There has to be some element of trust because truly in a relationship, you have to be vulnerable. And that's true with a marriage, that's true with a friendship, that's true with a work relationship. Whatever that is, there has to be trust there. And trust is grounded when people act with integrity. You know, I look at it as we each year draft out the company's kind of vivid vision. What the company is going to look like in three years. So I ask you, what if you wrote out a personal vivid vision? What if you looked deep with inside yourself and said, this is the person that I want to be. This is the leader that I want to be. This is what I want to be known for. This is how I'm going to act regardless of the situation. This is what I will do and this is how I will do it. What does that start to look like? What if you have a guide for how to tackle any situation? We all know that life is going to throw us things sometimes when not expected. Issues, you know, maybe a death in the family, maybe the loss of, of someone in your life. Whatever that may be, life has a funny way of throwing you things when you may feel like you're not ready. But if you have that personal plan, if you have that understanding of who you will always show up as, what I can tell you is that people will follow that example. People love following people that have integrity. Are you going to make mistakes along the way? Absolutely. But what does acting with integrity mean in that sense? In that sense, say we make a mistake. Well, what it means is you own up to it. If that's who you want to be, if that's what you think a person acting with integrity is all about, yeah, we made a mistake. What can we learn from it? How can we move forward? So if you take anything away from today, think about who you want to be. Think about who you want to be remembered as. At the end of the day, we all only have a defined time here on earth. What are people going to say about you? What are they going to say you stood for? What would the people on your team say you stood for? Oftentimes we can trick ourselves into thinking we stand for things. One good gut check is to ask the people on your team, what do you think I stand for? Why is that? Because your actions speak far louder than your words. And getting really clear on what you stand for and what integrity means to you is the foundation 
of any leader that is going to have success leading a team. Number two, a leader nurtures people. So we can all probably think of, or, or we probably all more so associate the word nurture with, with parenting, right? Or, you know, some people a pet. I saw Brittany when I said that. Uh, mm. I know her, her affinity for her, for her dogs. Um, but to nurture something that you love, to nurture someone that you truly love, that you truly care for. You see, as leaders, our people have to actually do the work. You know, we talk about this so much in our industry because so many people in our industry, thank the Lord, have a ton of experience and they add so much value to what we do here because in a technical industry, we need experience. We need people that have ran into situations or problems and know where to go and where to check and what to do and all of that stuff. But the hurdle, sometimes when we gain experience in a, in a craft, in a trade, even if you're not on the technical side of things here, as you progress, you gain knowledge. You gain understanding. But what we have to understand is when we're placed in a leadership position, we can't do the work. We're there to guide those on our team to do the work. So what does our demeanor need to look like if we physically can't do the work? For some, that's very hard. Because you know the answer. I can fix this really easily, super fast. So-and-so over here, it's going to take them forever. Or they just don't get it. They've never got it. Well, whose responsibility is that? Your job of, as a leader is not to tell people what to do. It's to coach them. It's to inspire them. It's to lead them so that they can find the answer themselves, so that they can solve the problem themselves. When we nurture, we lift people up. You know, some of you that are parents, obviously my kids are little, but those of you that, that are parents that have maybe teenagers and you know, young adults, I'm sure there will come a time when I, and probably you already have, when you've nurtured them so far, but at the end of the day, you can't go make their choices for them. They're going to have to make their choices. The same thing is true in leadership. What are you going to do to prepare the people on your team to face their teenage years? To face high school for the first time? to get behind the wheel for the first time. What are you going to do to prepare them for that in their life, in their job? Maybe that's picking up the phone for the first time and talking to an angry customer. What are you going to do to nurture them so that they're ready for that? So that they feel confident that they can handle that situation. We can give them all of the documentation all of the SOPs, 
all of the bulleted lists, all the checklists, the videos, the, all the resources in the world. But what if you handed your 16-year-old daughter the driver's education book and said, go get them, tiger? We wouldn't do that. You would never think of doing that. So why do we do that with people on our team? What does it look like to nurture those people? I guarantee you, if you place an emphasis on nurturing your people, on lifting them up, on inspiring them to be something, as we'll talk later, sometimes they may not even see in themselves. What does your team start to look like? Then there's no fear that you have to do the job. Because they'll do it. They'll want to do it. Just like in parenting, your kids want to make you proud. Your people on your team want to make you proud so long as they know you care. So long as they know that you have their best interest at heart. So long as you place an emphasis on nurturing your people. Number three, a leader believes in people. Believing in people is sometimes tough. I've told them to do this. I've told them how to do this. I've told them how to do this multiple times. And they just can't seem to figure it out. It's very easy to lose belief in that person. I mean, just saying it right there, I'm sure everyone is like, well, yeah, I mean, geez, how many times I got to tell somebody? Another time, probably a different way, maybe sit beside them and show them. That's your job. Your job is to never stop believing in the people on your team, even when it feels like they don't even believe in themselves. Because you're going to run into that. People are going to get down on themselves. External factors in their life are going to make them want to stop believing in themselves. Things that you can't control. You can be the best leader in the world, but if something happens in someone's personal life, that can cause them to stop believing. You didn't have any say in that. You were doing exactly as you should. But as leaders, we take on the responsibility to fight that battle with them. To stand beside them and let them know that we do believe in them. The other part of that is avoiding the urge to sit around and gossip about someone on your team. To go to someone else on the team and complain about so-and-so. Well, if you're truly the leader that you want to be, that you aspire to be, 
Wouldn't it make more sense to go have that conversation with that person? I mean, if you have the power to talk to someone else and the, about someone and that other someone manages to understand that conversation that you didn't have with them, well, more power to you. That's a pretty impressive power you have there. But I'm going to guess that many of us don't have that. It's going to take sitting down with that person and maybe having a tough conversation. Maybe saying, hey, here's where we're at. This is how I'm feeling. What, what are you feeling? What are you seeing in this situation? Because a lot of the times, it's either a person has lost belief in themselves or they're simply confused. Oftentimes, it's confused. Most people on your team, hopefully, didn't show up to do a bad job. They didn't show up to break the rules today. If they did, that's another conversation. But I'm going to guess that most did not. If you gave them the option to do a terrible job today or to do a really good job, let's hope that the majority of people on our team are going to choose to do the really good job. So if they're going to choose to do the good job, yet don't, why is that? Well, that's your job to figure out. That's your job to put in the work to make sure they do understand how to do a good job. To make sure that they have that belief in themselves, that they can get something done. You know, a lot of people talk about, and I've become a, a bigger believer in this as it relates to belief in others, is that if you outwardly, maybe not vocalize, but your demeanor can tell another how much you believe in them. You don't have to say anything. Your actions and demeanor will tell that person, after a while, what you truly feel about them. So, if you're going around and there are people on your team that you don't believe in, and belief may be even a strong word, if there are people on your team that if I said, what's the first word that comes to your mind when I'd say this person's name, and you're like, oh my God, crap. Pain in the neck. Doesn't listen. Can't figure it out. If that is your first thought about that person, you've got a problem because you don't believe in them. And guess what that person is never going to do? Probably succeed. Because it would be very, very difficult if the person you were following didn't believe in you, yet you expected them to do a great job. I mean, think about that for a second. If you were following somebody and you had this like eerie feeling that, hmm, I don't think that they believe that I could do a good job. You know what I'm gonna do today? I'd really like to make them proud. Not a chance. 
and you didn't even have to say anything. You knew it. They didn't come out and say, hey, hate to break this to you, don't believe in you. That conversation, unlikely to happen. However, their actions, their demeanor, can easily say that. Well, I wish, you know, my manager would come around and tell me a good job every once in a while or, you know, pat me on the back for something I did good. I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a while. I don't really know how I'm doing. That could be construed as not believing in somebody. I'll even take it a step further. There are times, and I say this from experience, that you may not intentionally be giving off the vibe that you don't believe in somebody, but they may take it as that. It's your job to take responsibility for fixing that. And I know that sounds backward, doesn't it? I didn't even mean to do anything. I didn't, I didn't mean to, I, I, I love you, you're great, you're on the team, I just, you know, kind of just, you do a great job, so I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna get in your way. But if they take that as that you don't believe in them, where is their performance likely headed? Where is that relationship likely headed? Where are we at? Number four. Notes are kind of all over the place. A leader has a willingness to understand. A leader has a willingness to understand the people that they lead. a willingness to understand. As I just said, there are often times when in a relationship, either personal or in the workplace, where actions, words, demeanor can get misunderstood, right? I mean, it's happened probably to everybody. Oh, I didn't mean that, sorry. I, you know, not, I didn't, it wasn't my intent. So oftentimes as leaders, or more so I should say, oftentimes as people, our first reaction is, what's their problem? <laughs> Why'd they misunderstand that? I didn't mean that. Don't be such a, you know, get out of your feelings. What's your deal? Why are you all up in the air about this? As humans, that's our first reaction, right? Because I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I didn't. I'm not going to take the blame for that. But as a leader, it's our job to dig into that to take responsibility for fixing it. To dive in and, and maybe ask the tough questions or dive in to try to reveal what really may be behind that misunderstanding. 
where in your relationships has this happened and you've been unwilling to take responsibility? It's hard. It's not easy. To take responsibility for something that you didn't intend to happen. You had no ill will at all. But your first step in becoming a really, really good leader is to find that within you to take responsibility. And it's okay to have those feelings at first. You're never going to get rid of them. You're never going to get rid of that first initial feeling to blame the other person. And that's okay. That's natural. You're not going to like beat that out of you. What I ask you to do is to take a step back and understand that the minute that you take responsibility for fixing it is the minute that that relationship grows stronger. And the stronger the relationships, the stronger the willingness to understand where those on your team are at, the stronger leader you will become. People will follow you to the ends of the earth. Because that rubs off on people. Taking responsibility for any and all situations in your life. How could I make this better? Where could I help fix it? Even when you've done nothing wrong. As humans, we're not wired to take responsibility for stuff that we view we didn't create. But I'm telling you, and I've said this many a times, and it's hard. But to me, it's the greatest gift in life is when you decide that you are literally going to take responsibility for everything that happens in your life is the day that you free yourself from any and all negative things. Because you take responsibility for it. You start living like that day in and day out, people will butt up against that all day long. But the more that you can put it out there in the world, the better off this entire place will be. Regardless of work, person, whatever it is, just in general. Find something today that you can take responsibility for and watch your mood flip, like instantly. Because the minute that we go blame somebody, where does our mood go? Down, negative, boom. Can't believe they would do that. Why are they so stupid? Why did they do that again? I didn't do it, wasn't my fault, negative, all negative. When we're deflecting a situation, it goes negative. But when you take responsibility for it, Guess what you're forced to do? Find a solution, fix the problem, help someone else. Force yourself to do that. People will follow those people. 
Because nothing's impossible with those people. Nothing. They can't be knocked down. They refuse to be. You can't be knocked down if you take responsibility for everything that comes your way. You can't. It's great. But you got to work at it every day because you're not wired like that. Isn't that weird? Not much that we talk about in leadership, we are wired as humans to do. Number five, a leader sees tomorrow before it arrives. Now, I've talked about this before. I think a lot of leadership is predicated on being a planner, being able to see things. Now, I know some of you are probably like, well, I like to live life just letting it come to me. And that's great. That's fantastic. However, in order to lead a group of people, you're going to need a little bit of planning. You're going to need a little bit of looking into the future and understanding what may happen, what could happen. Because as a leader, we chart the course for which our people go down. Our job is not to be out front as we navigate that course. It's to be alongside. And to be alongside, yet not know what is down the road, is not really leading. Preparing those on our team understanding what they could run into, giving them the information to make great decisions, giving them the information to be successful is our job. It's to use what we know, use our knowledge and experience, willingness to understand, using all of those things to walk alongside those we lead. And so as you think about your day today, in whatever it is that you do, do you have a pretty good idea what's gonna happen? Can you see it? Did you think about it on the way in? Hey, this may happen, I've got this to do, I've gotta to talk to this person, gotta prepare the team for this so on and so forth. That's why I think a morning routine or some way to get yourself ready to be a great leader is extremely important because as leaders, we have to be able to see tomorrow. We've got to be able to see what's out in front of our team. Are things going to happen that we just didn't see that just pop up? Absolutely. That's part of life. But knowing that that may be a possibility, will, much like integrity guides all of our decision, a plan, a willingness to navigate for those on our team, to see a problem before it arises, allows us to better handle situations. 
And when situations arise that may throw our team, people look to someone who's already thought about it. People look to that person that says, ah, oh, no worries, we got a plan, we'll figure it out, we got this. Because they don't allow something unexpected to throw them off. There's always a solution. That's what I always tell people here. We've been in business for 36 years. Guess what? There's never a problem we haven't been able to figure out. I mean, think about it. If there was, then we wouldn't be in business. So we figured out everything. Now, if something sucked, yeah. There's probably some customers listening like, well, I know, but it took you eight times. It did. But by golly, we figured it out. We got you taken care of. Wasn't our best effort. We learned. Hopefully next time we can make that two visits, not eight. But we figured it out. Left you happy. Got it fixed. Literally, think about that. Think about that. all that's going to happen today. We've done that for 36 years and figured it out every time. So knowing that regardless of what happens today, your ability to control your emotions and know what's going to happen and that you'll probably figure it out and that everything's going to be okay is your greatest weapon at keeping your team headed in the right direction and not taking a step back. Because the minute that you run into something and the leader hasn't taken the time to look out into the future, your, your team's going to take a step back. And it may not be like visible, but those things add up. As you lead your team, what could happen today? Have you thought about it? Do you have a plan of attack? What could happen for people? Do you have people on your team that are showing signs of improvement and growth? They could take another step? If as leaders we're called to inspire and nurture people, we've got to see what their plan is individually, not just from a department perspective. You've got to be able to see who that person could become. Now, if some of you are sitting out there going, oh, shit, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. That's okay. Start today. Because what I'll tell you is not a lot of people are doing it. So if you start today, you're already head and shoulders above most. Be able to see the future. Being able to see the future simply takes effort, a willingness to do it. it it's no special skill. You're not like born with it. You just do it. Think about what could happen today and how could I be a better leader if I had a plan or if I set somebody else up for success, knowing that they may run into something that they probably haven't thought about. 
the more you do that, the more you set your team up for success, the greater the chances they'll follow you anywhere and everywhere. Do things that maybe you didn't even expect. Number six, a leader seeks connection with people. So we talked about earlier that as a leader, we can't do the work. Can't do it. Those we lead do the work. So regardless of how much experience and knowledge you have, you can't do it. So if that's the case, what are you going to do? How are you going to connect with the people on your team so that they can do really good work? Talk about vulnerability. Most people want to be a leader because it's like a promotion or, hey, I think I can do this. Or that's what I should do. I always want to be a manager. Well, understand that you are literally at your most vulnerable state when you're leading a team. Because at that moment, you give up control. A manager has the least amount of control of anybody on the team. Because as a good leader, you lead from the back. You let those that are on your team be the hero of the day. You have very little control in the moment when they're, as I call it, kind of on stage, when they're performing the act, when they're installing a furnace, running a service call, answering the phone, dispatching a call, whatever it is, you can't control that. All your control comes by the power of the connection you make with your people behind the scenes, how you set them up for success, the training that you've put in, the belief that you have in your team, your willingness to understand them, where they want to go, how they take in information best, where they may struggle, what are some of their weaknesses? How do we coach around that? How do we elevate their strengths? All of that comes in a willingness to connect with the people on your team. That's why we stress one-on-one -on -one meetings here so much because that's where you're truly gonna get to know somebody. That's where you're gonna understand if, you know, being coaching their son's baseball team is super important or, you know, taking their daughter on trips is like the thing that they love the most or whatever it is that like excites them in life. Whatever it is that is the reason that they come to work. Why is that? Why do they get up every morning? What's exciting to them? That connection is what's gonna help you grow your people. Because when they know you care, they'll care too. They may not come out and say that. How are you connecting with your people? Some of this is simple. 
Just showing you care, going around. How's your day? How's your weekend? What are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? How's your holiday? All of these things just make connections with people. You may be thinking, well, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't really, I just kind of go in and do my job. Well, that's great, but you being a leader is going to be kind of difficult. Trust me, I'm as introverted as they come. But in order to be a leader, I can't be. You got to get out there, be the positive influence that people are looking for. Be upbeat, have a great attitude. What have I said before? A lot of leadership's just being positive. You got a plan. Today's gonna be a great day. We'll figure out whatever comes our way. Let's get through today, we'll have a great weekend, we'll do it again next week. What if everybody had that attitude? Probably get a lot more done. Well, it's your job to be the leader. Lead the charge. Some won't follow. It's part of leadership. Keep doing it. Consistency. Connections with people don't come in one conversation. It's not how relationships are built. Consistency. A consistent willingness to connect with people. You know, I often think about people who have moved up and done really great things here. Like, the cool thing about them, like, if you, <clears throat> if you talk to someone in a totally different department that may, like, like, they may have come in contact, but not really, like, if you ask someone in a different department about that person, usually, They know who they are. Oh yeah, she's really awesome. She helped me out. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Awesome. Like, I don't know how good of a plumber he is, but seems really nice, seems really positive, really upbeat. It doesn't take a whole lot. Like as I look around at the people in this room, if I asked someone in a completely different apartment, uh, department about you, the majority of the people in this room, those people in the other departments would know you and they would have something great to say about you. And that's like not even working with you at all. But they would know who you are. They would know what you're about. What does that look like? How do you do that? You do that by making connections with people, by talking, by coming out of your shell and wanting to help others. Sounds like a networking class. Kind of is, right? In order to spread your influence, you're gonna have to open your mouth. You're gonna have to help people through your actions, through your words, everything. part of it. That may not be who you see yourself as, but that is probably who you're going to need to be 
in order for people to follow you. Because they gotta know that you believe in them. They gotta know that you care. They gotta know that you got a connection. They gotta know all this stuff. So how do you make connections with those around you? Last but not least, and maybe as integrity goes, this may be um, maybe second in line. A leader empowers people. We've talked a little bit about this already. The funny thing about leadership, and I've talked on this particular book before, An Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Are you ever done parenting? You're not. You're never. There's not like a finish line. It's not like you parent the child to a certain point and then you, <laughs> all right, see you later. You're always parenting. There's no finish line. Same goes with leadership. You don't sign up and go, well, I think I'm gonna be a leader until the end of the year and then we'll win and then I'll stop. That isn't the case. So in understanding that your life as a leader is never gonna end. Because ideally, you should always be empowering those around you. Always be helping people. Where in your life could you empower somebody? Where in your life could you lift them up? There's a stat out there, and I think this may be low. It says 90% of people don't know what they have within them. I'd say that's closer to like 98% of people don't know what they have within them. But what I do know is that a lot of times all it takes is for someone around you to empower you. I've talked before, as leaders, what if you took the mentality with those that you lead that I'm gonna be that person that in 20, 30 years, they look back and say, that was when my life changed. That was when I started believing in myself because of that person, because of that leader, because of what they said to me, because of the care and the nurturing that they were willing to provide. Now that's a, that's a heavy, it's a heavy task, right? And you're probably not gonna do that like today. But over time, as you continue to bring up your people and nurture them and care for them, guess what? That will happen. Everybody can point to people in their lives that believed in them. It's usually someone outside of 
your immediate family. Because I feel like immediate fam like they're like, sorry, you gotta believe in me. They're like my family. But it's a lot of times those people outside of that immediate family that show that just little bit of belief in what you can do that sends you on a course of, all right, now I'm gonna go do something special. Because so-and-so believes in me. And if they believe in me, well, sure as hell better believe in myself. I've got a couple of those people in my life and I literally wake up and on most days think about them. Nothing like extraordinary, but there's like a point in the day where I'll think about them in something that I'm gonna do or a situation that I'm gonna tackle. How am I gonna tackle this? Well, I'd wanna make so-and-so proud. Well, I wouldn't want them to find out that I really botched this one. What does that look like for you to be that person? For you to tackle the day as if you're gonna be the catalyst for the people on your team to do something special with their life. That's where you truly, truly get the satisfaction of not accomplishments for yourself, but to see others succeed, there's no more powerful thing in the world. To see others just, you believe in them, you put them in a position, you gave them the knowledge that you had, you were willing to look out into the future and see what they may run into and help them along the way. That is true empowerment. You know, when we talk about this business, people often ask me how I got into the trades. And I always start off with, I don't have a mechanical bone in my body. So it wasn't that. I was always afraid of what dad did because I didn't have any idea how to do it. However, when I fell in love with this business is when I realized it's just a people business and growing people and empowering them and creating things to where they can be successful and seeing them just go off and learn things and help the company grow and just like you get a whole group of people just doing that like that. That is something that I love. It's what gets me up every morning to see a group of people, to see you guys who decided to wake up early and come in here, that's great. That's what we do. We go out and empower customers every day by educating them, by helping them. But more importantly, we empower each other. We empower those on our team to be a better version of themselves today than they were tomorrow. What does that attitude look like? If you take that out today, take that out to your team today, because that is my responsibility as a leader, for you to have a successful day today, for you to be really good at what you do today, for you to learn something today, 
for you maybe even to go out and empower somebody today. That is my job as a leader. How fun is that? We don't have paperwork to do. We don't have reports to get. Yeah, that's all part of it. But the fun is in picking up the phone and calling some guy that's just busting his ass out there and just telling him, you know what, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a rock star. We're glad to have you on this team. Or telling somebody in the office the same thing. Whatever it is, whoever you come in contact with, tell them how you feel. Make a connection. Tell them they did a good job. Tell them you're behind them. You're there to help. Whatever they need. If you do that, you'll have a following, whether you like it or not. You will be a leader, whether you like it or not. It's super simple. We're not wired like that. But once you understand how you are wired and what you need to do to lift others up, you instantly become a leader. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you would rate the show or share it with someone who might enjoy it. As the name suggests, we are always looking to grow, so let me know in the comments what you thought and if there is anything you would like to hear on future episodes. Come back again soon, and always, keep growing out there.